they are incredible singers. So, and he's a fabulous preacher. So you do want to be here Sunday morning. And then on Sunday afternoon, instead of having service here in the auditorium, we're going to have a big fellowship over in the family center at 6 o'clock. And it will be desserts and coffee, a lot of good desserts and coffee. And then the pedagogues will again be singing probably things more geared toward Christmas. And then they will both be given little telling little stories in between so it's going to be a really really nice Sunday afternoon together so if you have not already signed up it doesn't cost anything to come but we do need you to sign up so we know how many people to set up for we want you to get there and have a chair so if you're planning to come be sure that you sign up in the in the foyer it's going to be a really really nice evening and then the following weekend, Reverend Jonathan and Melissa Hudson will be here on Sunday morning and Sunday night. Brother Jonathan is an incredible evangelist that travels all over the United States, and he has a special ministry of praying people through to the Holy Ghost. So anybody that you know needs the Holy Ghost or would like a refilling Try to get them here on that Sunday morning and Sunday night, and I know that you'll be blessed. On the 11th is Ladies United Fellowship. There's also a sign-up sheet for that and instructions about what we're going to do. We're going to be making some little blankets, <clears throat> so that's going to be fun, and Sister Cynthia is going to be speaking. Then on the 14th, there's a Mommy and Me cookie play date. There isn't a time here, but maybe on the sign-up sheet out there, it may list a time. And then on the 17th will be Christmas Sunday. We're excited about that. That's always a beautiful day. So right now, we're going to um, open up this service. Singing of a new sound person, Brother Aaron. He's been helping with our uh, media. We appreciate that so much. Oh, oh, some glad morning we shall see Jesus in the air. He's coming after you and me. Joy is ours to share. And what rejoicing there will be when the saints shall ride. Headed for that jubilee yonder in the sky. Oh, what singing? Oh, what shouting? Just ahead in the twinkling of an eye, change with them to be all the living saints to fly to that jubilee. Oh, what singing! Blessed 
see Singing in the Holy Ghost How the heavens will ring Millions there will join the song With them we shall be Praising Christ through ages long Heaven's jubilee Oh, what singing Oh, what Resurrection Day, uh, not too long ago, I was talking to my brother and I said, Bubba, you know where would be one of the most exciting places in the whole world to be when the rapture took place? And he said, well, maybe at church. And I said, no, centrist Memorial Cemetery in Shreveport, Louisiana because that's where my husband's parents are buried, where mine are buried, and where Bondelay's little girl, Brooke, are all buried. I said, that would probably be the most exciting place to be when the rapture took place because they're supposedly going to rise first, right? Okay, oh, what singing? Oh, what shouting? On that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory. Hallelujah. When we meet our blessed Savior in the sky. And when with all that heavenly host we begin to sing. Singing in the Holy Ghost how the heavens will ring. And millions there will join the song with shall be just praising Christ through ages long heaven's jubilee joy it is to be able to understand and know what prayer is. And that is the ability to rise above what is here and take it to the throne room of God and then to listen to that voice from heaven. A lot of people have a one-sided prayer life and that is to make their petitions known and that is a scripture, make your petitions known. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And that is when you wait on him to respond to your prayers. And that prayer that he comes with is a scriptural or spiritual setting that will cause your mind to go into gear to be able to rise above and have wisdom and knowledge to handle settings. Sometimes we get so busy sending up petitions we forget to wait on the Lord to renew our strength. And that's the critical part. So tonight 
I would like for us to pray for all of our wonderful people that have been on the charts and they are living in hope right now. And we want to pray for Kaylee Jivers and Johnny Fair, who had surgery uh, Tuesday. Cindy Nunez had a heart surgery. Brittany Wise and her family lost a loved one. Bernie Smith in the hospital. And Mildred Maxwell, Joey Renfro, and Ellen Richardson. And we want to continue to pray for all of the requests that you have seen. And we will not give up until the answer comes to those people. And the reference there is so powerful. And if you have a need in your body, we have ministry here tonight that will anoint you with oil. And if you will come by faith and to the front, prayer will be made. And if you want to stand in for somebody, just make it known to Brother Griffith and other ministries that are here. And um, Brother Jones is here and men that are know how to touch the hem of his garment. And any other persons that want to join with them, that's fine also. So right now, let's go to the Lord in prayer and thank him along with our, our petitions being made known. Father, we are confident of this one thing. It's impossible for you to lie. And you said, call on me in the day of trouble, and I will hear you, and I will come to you. I will deliver you. I will make you of Jesus, we make these petitions by faith, by the Word, by the Holy Ghost, and the consecration of the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus.
up the gift during the holiday season so that people that are underprivileged will feel the overflow of what God is doing in our city. The ushers are coming right now, and you can be seated or whatever, but they're coming to receive our offering, and thank you so much that we don't have to plead. I have been to churches where they just have to plead for money to make life work, but you have always just been so kind-hearted and caring about our church family and our city and the pastor, and we are very grateful. Father, I pray multiple blessings upon this people as they give according to your will and the way of the Lord. And I pray that the finances afford church services and strengths that will reach the foreign areas of our community. In Jesus' name, amen. This was one of Bob, Brother Bob Bolton's favorite songs. Wish he was here tonight to lead it, don't y'all? So precious. He took my sins away. I came to Jesus, weary, worn, and sad. He took my sins away. He took my sins away. And now his love has made my heart so glad. He took my sins Sleep. 
Praise God as you're seated tonight. What a joy it is to know that we have the keys to all that we need. Everything you need, you have a key for it. And everything that you desire, the Bible said, the desire of man separateth himself and intermeddleth. And uh, that's what the church is designed to do. And that is, first of all, to sense the record of God. And when you sense that he came to seek and to save, both to find us and to satisfy the need of our life, that's salvation. And when he came to seek and to save, he meant to save us out of the world so that we don't live in the worries of the world, the fears of the world. Salvation is of the Lord, and it's a continual experience. A lot of people, they get uh, join a church, and then they just sit down, and, and, you know, they just become a member. And uh, that's not what it's all about. It's becoming a member of the body. That's huge. And so when he says, love your neighbor as yourself, he's referring to the body situation that we really bring them in and then we work together in harmony in a local assembly to gather up the rest of them. And when they see the fraternization and the harmonization and the peace and the joy and the power that is in a body, they are ready with desire to come out of the pitiful into the powerful. And that's what this is all about. And so tonight we are going to, if you have your Bible, you may want to open it up to Colossians, the second chapter. I've asked the uh, men in the uh, loft tonight to, in the uh, media booth to help as much as they can, but I just put that on them right before service, and so we're not sure. But we're going to Colossians, the second chapter tonight. Going to do life a little differently and uh, in the service tonight, and hopefully we will bring about a strength and a power source that whosoever will can find somebody from this assembly that is extremely sensitive and conscious of God's will and power. So in this uh, book of Colossians where Paul writes to the church at Colossae, and, uh, and, and, and we're going to go verse by verse here, and, uh, and just to give you a little bit of a filter, uh, looking up and seeing what all was going on, uh, the church at Colossae was under an extreme attack from false teachers. And, and you'll sense a little bit of that as we go through it tonight. But uh, there were false teachers which were uh, denigrating or making light of the deity of Jesus. And, and you see that happening in our world now. People that go to a church house and yet 
daily don't honor the God of the church. That, that's weak. That, that, that makes it more than, uh, than just not having the Holy Ghost or not having power. It makes it look like it's supposed to be this when it's not. When, when we sense what is happening here in the Colossian setting and the teachers were denigrating the deity of Jesus and they were teaching that he was not actually God. In other words, they had come to see but then because they had not participated, they were not experiencing him. That's a huge thing. And so the, the casual American word for it is they were denigrating the reality or making light and literally falsifying the truth. And so when we are reading this tonight, and we're going to go scripture by scripture all through the second chapter of Colossians. So tonight uh, I want you to know that uh, somehow we've got to get this idea that man cannot take the word and create a philosophical concept of an American setting or a Japanese setting and try to make it fit those. The blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the word of Jesus fits everybody in the world. And that's why I said, whosoever will, let them come and drink of the water of life freely. Freely you have received, freely give. And so the whole concept is, it's not to Americanize Jesus. It is to get America to Christianize life. That is a difference. And the difference is in crucifying the flesh. And outside of that, he, you, you and I have seen it. There are people across the world, they will literally sacrifice their body for something they believe in. It's amazing. They will challenge the worst of life to try to act or come, become superior. But I want to tell you when the day of the Lord comes, you want to make sure you're living under the blood, living in the power of the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is the power of God unto salvation and that is the spirit that will resurrect you on the day of the rapture. You want to be full, and that's why he don't, he don't say you're saved because you get it. He said you're saved by the renewing of it. So tonight, as we go through this, I want you to have that backdrop of realization that it's not what group you join, it's what God you serve. That's huge. Hopefully, I preach Jesus in every way so that the United Pentecostal Church is revered as a place where you can get totally free from sin and totally integrated with the rapture power. Praise God. So I want you to know, Paul says, and, and this is Colossians, the second chapter in verse 1, what a great conflict I have for you and 
those in Laodicea. And, as, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. Verse 2, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love. And I want to stop there just for a minute because if one can put a thousand to plight, two can put ten thousand to plight. I'm pulling in other scriptures to magnify what Paul is saying here. I have for you and those in Laodicea, for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged. And then he says, being joined or knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance. I, I, just, I, I get so excited reading this, it's just unthinkable. Of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We dance to praise Him. We talk in tongues to let him intercede in our mental and spiritual capabilities. But wisdom and knowledge is the critical issue of why we do that, how we respond to life, how we respond to problems, how we respond to things happening around us. And so he's saying being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. We understand that the Father is the source and Christ is the results of that source and God became sin who knew no sin that we through him might become the righteousness of God. Well, scriptures like that have got to be prevailing moments that the Holy Ghost can bring up. That's why he says, study the word of God to show yourself approved of God, a workman that never needs to be ashamed. Because I can tell you that the, the same kind of people that were doing witchcraft and all kind of religious stuff in the old days, that they are still alive. And you and I know we are seeing people that claim salvation that are living totally outside the word of God, men with men and women with women. And they're talking in tongues. And they're getting baptized in the name of Jesus. Not all of them are, but there are some. So just those fraternal words concerning the source of all life doesn't make a person live the life of God. Living the life of God, obedience, he said, is better than sacrifice. I see a lot of people in our world, they think because they give a million dollars a year to a local assembly that God is going to save them. Nope, but God will bless them if they bless the work of God. And so because they are blessed with more stuff in the world, they get to thinking that's an assurance that they're going to heaven. 
No, no, no. You're transformed into his image from glory to glory, and that don't stop. We are facing demons and devils now, and I talked to a gentleman today that, that, that has been surrounded by some of that, and, 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 and it just blew his mind as to what's really going on out there in the religious culture. And I'm telling you, just naming the name of Pentecostalism is not going to get it done. But they that name the name of Christ shall come out of the world and they will walk in the light, they will live in the light, they will think in the light, they will operate in the light, and darkness can't over, overcome light. And that's why we are going to find this revival in the last days. He said, darkness shall cover the face of the whole earth. But in the middle of that, he said, I'm going to have a blood-bought church. I'm going to have a blood-bought people that have come out of the world. They don't fraternize with the world. They just go into the world to teach people how to get out of the world. And they walk in the light. They live in the light. They live in joy. They live in peace. They live in righteousness. And that's the reason we have Holy Ghost services. And that's why we go pray and ask God. God, make sure that word gets in our mind tonight. Make sure that spirit revives us tonight. Make sure that we get a refreshing tonight. We don't want to just get a bath once a week. We want to get a bath every day. But at least get it three times a week in the UPC of Paris on Wednesday night, on Sunday morning and on Sunday night preach the word because the word is, is the washing of the water by the word washes out doubts and dusty feelings and limited faith and all of a sudden you begin to get revived in the Holy Ghost and the powers of God go to work and all of the fruit of the spirit begin to feed your soul and your mind and your heart and your home and your workplace ladies and gentlemen love, joy, peace and righteousness or it'll be just flowing like a river, he said. It shall be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. We shouldn't have to pray through on the job when somebody literally damns us. Are you one of them tongue talkers? Yeah. What language do you use when you get upset? Good answer. Thank you. All right, let's move on. Verse 4, did we already cover that? Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, I am with you in the spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. That's hard for me not to preach a little bit on all these, but I'm going to try to help us to get through this entire chapter because this is not a philosophy. This is the Word of God that makes us free from the law of sin and death. Sin is separation from God. And when doubt is dominating our voice, we have separated ourselves from the one true and living God. The oneness message is, I've got one source. I've got one God. And he became flesh. And that flesh became a new bloodline. And that bloodline purchased a 
power source where that all can be filled with the spirit of that blood. And the spirit of that blood is the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth sets us free. And we go right back up. And when it comes right back down, we send up prayer and the rain comes down. And guess what happens? The mind grows in the spirit just like the rain that grows the grass and the trees and the other stuff that when the rain comes, we are renewed in the Holy Ghost. We are renewed in our spirit. We are renewed in our attitude. We are renewed in our thoughts. We are renewed and we just, I can't wait till tomorrow. I am in Jesus Christ, a brand new creation. And I just got all my doubts washed out last night. And I just got all my doubts and fears washed out this morning before I walked out the door of the house. I'm not going to go through another day miserable. I'm going to go through another day with the master. I wish somebody would praise him like he deserves it. You're not praising the preacher. You're praising the name, the word, and the spirit. There are a lot of philosophers, and I want just to look at verse 8 real quickly here. Beware lest anyone. Don't you ever think that there are not people that are sitting in Pentecostal churches, the people that have talked in tongues, and people that have made sacrifices for a lot of things. But if they don't love God with all their heart and they don't love their neighbor as themselves, they are not fabricated into the fullness. He tells us with no equivocation, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that don't give room for another God. And love your neighbor as yourself. That don't give room for an excuse not to love your neighbor. Loving your neighbor is as important as loving God in that culture. You want to know a little further about it? Upon these two hang all the law and the prophets. So if we're listening to the prophets, and Joel is one of our greater ones, some of the other ones are just as great. We just haven't amplified them as much because Joel talks about the baptism and the glory of the Spirit of the Lord. In that days, he shall pour out his Spirit. And we like Joel because of that. But I'm telling you, the rest of them have a lot of information that is critical to this last day revival. So just because that some men have lauded uh, John 3 as being salvation and left out the whole book of Acts, you've got all kind of churches that are all over the world, huge churches, never talked in tongues, never been baptized, but they've got all kind of charitable institutions 
that are furnishing the widows and furnishing the, the children's uh, mansions and that. I thank God we have a children's mansion in the Pentecostal church. I thank God that our church gives real well. And matter of fact, Brother Judd, I've just been talking to him. Uh, he's he's going to come preach for us again here before too many months. I am just thrilled beyond words that you are here tonight and that your heart burns for the word of God. So again, verse 8, beware lest anyone. Beware is a critical statement because the Lord and Paul obviously had seen so many people had been taken out back into captivity. So lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. And, and, and you'll hear it all the time, you know. I mean, uh, well, I don't think God's going to send anybody to hell. That, that, you know, I mean, just for a little of this or a little of that. No, God's not sending anybody to hell. He's just letting them go. He came to get you out of hell. And I'm using you as just a metaphorical thing. Uh, that, that means that them also. He came to save every one of us. He didn't come to save the Pentecostals. The Pentecostal people is getting in on it because they have decided, I will follow Jesus, and they go through at least the new birth and, and the baptism in Jesus' name. And, and our big deal at this point is to walk uprightly, issue evil, and issuing evil is the critical activity of walk in Jesus Christ and narrow is the way that leads to life everlasting. Broad is the way that leads to life and uh, leads to destruction. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't afford to play games with this stuff at this late hour. I'm here to tell you that we're seeing stuff happening and I can't take a chance on one day of just enjoying a little hate because somebody mistreated my wife or my family. I am not going to use hate. He said hate evil. Destroy evil. And then the people that are being hated by others, when they see the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, and our faith in the bloodline, and our faith in the Holy Ghost, and our faith in the walk of clean, clean living and godly living, all of a sudden they, they come and say, how come you dress like that? Or how come you talk, don't talk like the rest of the world? Well, I tell you what, I got a constitution. I got a law that's working in my members, and it's the law of the Spirit of life life in Jesus Christ. You don't have to damn them for whatever they do. You got a reason and a legitimate reason not to cuss, lie, cheat, and steal, commit adultery and fornication and all the other jealousies and stuff that's going on. No, no, no. We got a new constitution. We got a Jesus that's real. And he lives in my mind. He lives in my heart. He lives in my hands. He lives in my feet. He lives in my house. And I praise him every day for it because uh, before I got into his business uh, and he got into my business we had a little problem and we had all kind of jealousies and envyings and strife and malicious intents and all of that but now that we have been coming out of the world we love our neighbor we love the Lord with all of our heart we love the enemies we love the people that are in need because somebody loved us and that was that somebody was Jesus Christ and I have got him in my heart and if I've got Jesus in my heart and I don't love them he said you don't love me I'm here to tell you tonight that Jesus is a 
about to come. I can preach to you tonight because I believe in Jesus. I believe in Colossians, the, the second chapter, because I believe Paul sacrificed to put this in print. Verse 11. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. Boy, aren't you guys glad? <laughs> How awesome is that? The thrill and the joy of the Spirit brought us in to the community of the circumcision or the Jewish community. By putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, jealousy, envy, strife, all of those things, you want to make sure your children know because they don't want to get that poison in their life that destroys the spirit of life. That's why we talk about that kind of stuff at breakfast and at dinner and at supper and for sure the pastor if he don't preach all of this stuff it's Katie bar the door anything else as long as they talk in tongues in some places as long as they uh, get a few people to join them they, they think that they've reached the whole euphoria I'm here to tell you it's joy unspeakable and full of glory that we're looking for that doesn't mean you're never hurt. It doesn't mean you're never done wrong and that you feel bad. What it means is that you know the door of how to get out of having bad feelings and negative feelings and being upset. You know how to get out because Jesus said, I am the door. And he said, call on that name or go through that door and you will find peace all over again. You will find joy all over again. And you will renew your relationship with the door because you understand that behind that door is salvation. Jesus is our salvation. And he said, I am the door. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He makes no equivocation about that. And so these kind of Bible studies we, we come to and we begin to lean on it and listen to it and say, look, I am not going to walk any further down this road wobbling this way and wobbling this way. I am going to look straight ahead. I am looking toward that heaven. I am looking toward that blood-bought God of mercy and kingdomship. I am walking in the light and I'm not going to veer over here and just see if I can still live a Pentecostal life because I, I, I talk in tongues and I dress this way and I don't dress that way. No, 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 no. It is out of the mouth where it happens. Otherwise, he wouldn't have made it the way it is. He said the tongue is the most unruly member of the whole body. And he said, I'm going to use that most unruly member to talk in a heavenly language. And when you speak, that heavenly spirit that you were born of is going to make sure that you're in a line with the word of God. And that alignment is going to put you in a position 
to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is an apostolic arena. This is not just going through some routine. This is an apostolic arena where the apostle Paul taught us through the book of, through the people of Colossae, these things. Verse 11, in him, again, I'm reading this all over again because I want to emphasize it. You were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God. I want to pause here for a minute because I have heard so many Pentecostals tell people you're not saved by faith. I've heard many Pentecostal preachers say you're not saved by faith. Over and again, the book says you are. But that is not the finale of faith. Faith introduces you to God and activates you to walk in him. So our education has got to be a philosophical, spiritual intervention that says you're exactly right, but the faith has to be in the Word. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And so faith without works is dead. So if you're not actively pursuing the Word and actively following the Christ, you're not active in faith. And faith without works is dead. That's the reason we don't have to be pumped up about praise because we understand by faith when we lift our hands, holy hands, without wrath and doubting, and we're praising the name of the Lord, faith causes that to touch the hem of his garment. And guess what happens to people that touch the hem of his garment? Virtue begins to flow. Virtue presents wisdom. Virtue presents strength. Virtue presents greater faith. And all of a sudden when you praise the name of the Lord and the power structure goes into place, all of a sudden you begin to walk in the light and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a new dimension of life in Jesus Christ. I'm here to preach to us and teach to us both that this is the day of the Lord. This is it's high time, he said, that we look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of this whole operation. And we have got to be there day in and day out. I can't be casual. I can't be lukewarm is what casual is. I'm on fire. That ought to be your epitaph when you look in that mirror before you take off out of your house. I am a child of God. I am going out and walking in the light. I am going to let the fire of the Holy Spirit literally cause my tongue and my mind to think God thoughts. And the fire is going to burn out the serpents.
verse 16. So let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a festival or a new moon on Sabbaths. Did, did you know that we use grape juice for communion? Yeah, that's right. We use grape juice. It's, it's symbolic. But you know, there are some churches that actually use real wine. But I don't want you tipping it if I get a... a if you go crazy with about six or eight of those little cups. But I got strong ministry friends that would never serve anything less than wine for communion. So he's saying, let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbath, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance, somebody say substance, is of Christ. And whatsoever is not of Christ, he said is sin. Well, that gets big. And so we walk in the light. We live in the light. We think in the light because he is the light. We don't let darkness fade and disappear the light. We keep the light on. And the way to do that is prayer and praise because he comes to where people praise him. That gets the light on. Well, you can't praise him and hate your brother. You can't hate, him, uh, hate your brother and sister and praise him and get a quality response. Praise is comely, the Bible said. That word comely there has to do with beautifying. That praise is comely. Oh, I, I, I tell you what. I can't, I, I can't explain what I think happens in heaven. He said this. He said, when people begin to praise me, something begins to change in the atmosphere. So when your home is filled, I can tell you my wife's dad was one of the greatest. He suffered more than any one man I know and lived in victory at the same time. It osteomyelitis when he was a young man, and as he was aged, his because of his hip fused together during all of that, he walked and he had one leg longer than the other. And 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 but I can tell you what A.C. Mason did. He would walk down that hall with a splitting headache, or with heartbreaks on his job managing A and P, and and he would start walking down that hall. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory. Do you remember any of that, baby? Oh, my God, I want to talk in tongues right now. That man was one of the greatest. And when he would get up at church and he would get to testifying, he would often just get totally saturated just testifying. And, and Dad would have him get up as often as they could. And all of a sudden, you'd see A.C. Mason <laughs> going all the way around the church and people that had good limbs wouldn't move. Which one was at ease in Zion? This is the house of praise. 
We don't come here to celebrate all the stuff going on out in the world. We celebrate being separated from the world. We come in here because we got a God that's alive. We got a God that can save us. We got a God that can save our neighbors. We got a God that can save our world. We got a God and we're going to demonstrate him everywhere we go and in every way we can. We're going to demonstrate him in our voice. We're going to demonstrate him in our love and our neighbor. We're going to demonstrate him in love and our law, the, 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 the wicked and, and the negatives. And we're going to reach out. We're not going to sit here and just go through uh, active, uh, a little Pentecostal deal. No, 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 no. We're going to be Christ Jesus. Uh, we're going to fill this city with revival, with glory, with victory. They are going to know we are not just a group. Uh, we are in Christ Jesus, a new creation. Uh, all things are made new uh, and everything that's old is going to disappear. We are going to walk in that and I can almost feel it right now. All the people around here saying, my God, Something's happening over at that United Pentecostal Church. You got to get over there and see what's happening. Man, I saw a drunk changed. I saw a paralytic changed. I saw somebody that said they'd never talk in tongues changed. I am here to tell you that the last day revival is going to be something you don't want to miss. And I sure don't want this group to miss it. You have blessed that little lady and me. I'm not going to preach another Jesus to you. I am going to preach the Jesus that I know about. The one that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. I'm not even perfect yet. I'm well aware of that. But he is perfect. And I'm looking up to perfection. And I hope one day I reach it. Does anybody else want to do that? If you do, won't you stand right now and just call on him. God, whatever you got to do for me, whatever you got to do for our home, whatever you got to do for our city, whatever you got to do for every preacher in this town, God, give us a revival in Lamar County. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, why don't you call somebody's name while the Holy Ghost is moving in this house? Why don't you call a neighbor's name or a distant friend's name? Maybe some backslider right now. Call their name before the Lord. I'm here to tell you that angels are already all over this building right now. There's something glorious happening. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's try to be seated again for a few minutes. Got so busy I forgot where I, I was finally at. In him you were also circumcised. I believe I covered that. Verse 12, buried with him in baptism. I covered that. And verse 13, you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. He has made alive, has made alive together with him. Somebody say together with him. I want to be just like him. I want to live just like him. I want to think just like him. I want to love just like him. I want to give my life just like him. I want to be there 
just like he was there when I needed him. And I want to be there when some of my friends need me, not to appease them, but to tell them, I, t- I tell you what I used to do, and I tell you what he did for me. And I want to tell you, it's not just a groupie. It is a powerful re- re- relationship with a God that is able, a God that is able to heal, a God that is able to give you wisdom, a God that is able to give you power to overcome every adversary. I'm here tonight because you have been praying and I don't doubt for one minute that most everybody in this house has been pleading the blood of Jesus. God, touch Lamar County. God, don't you let our preacher go to sleep. God, don't you let our church become just a routine. God, don't you let the people of God get into some apathetic situation. Oh God, revive thy works in the midst of the years. In wrath, make known mercy. Let the glory fill every temple in this building. I mean every person in this building and every church building in this city. Let the Baptists, the Presbyterians, the Catholics, all of the rest of them, fill them with the Holy Ghost God. That's what we want. We want revival. We're not looking for a crowd here. He found a crowd when he fed them on the mountain, but he found a few disciples and he made them apostles. That's what's going to happen. That's going to happen in your day. It's not far away. So verse 16, so let no one, no one, no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths which are a shadow of things to come. But the substance is of Christ. Let no one cheat you don't want him to struggle one second that I like somebody else better than I love him. He said, you can't have two masters. If you're being influenced more by carnality than you are spirituality, you've got two masters. And you will choose the one and hate the other or you will choose the one and hate the other one he don't leave it like oh well if you know if, if, every now and then it's okay for you just to you know just to act like the rest of the hypocrites or act like the people out yonder no no he said you got to choose and you got two choices this one or this one now I want to help you a minute right there Because there are days that you are going to find yourself choosing to follow your flesh. Don't you get down on yourself at that time. That's when you do what the book said. Confess your sin. God, I don't know how in the world I left you out of the picture. I don't know how in the world I thought I could do it by myself. I don't know how I could make it a judgment call and hurt somebody because I hated what they did. But 
confess your faults. And immediately, he will come to you. I kind of like you guys sitting up here with those Bibles open. You make me feel like I'm preaching. Would you shine that light over there by my wife? Just let's give her that smile. She's easy to get to smile. And all you got to do is just give her one and she'll give it back. Awesome. Y'all like this guy over here? Look at those eyes when he took at you. I mean, they're they sitting up here just preaching the fire out of me. Got the Bibles open, hitting it with them. Thank y'all. Man, be sure and tell all your buddies, you know. That Tim said he's not total idiot. He just acts like it sometimes. Something burning in my soul tonight for our city. I wish we'd just take a couple of minutes and travail over our city. Every preacher in our city, every person that's named the name of Christ, why don't we take about two minutes and travail? Because he said, when Zion travails, sons and daughters will be born. Oh, God. Don't let us go to sleep. Help us to be impregnated with desire to save whosoever will. Oh, there's something happening in this atmosphere right now. My mind, I can see People that have never been here coming. They're going to hear about the waves. Spiritual empowerment. Sweetheart, why don't you come on up to the music and get ready. I'm going to read these last three verses. Verse 20. Therefore, I'll never forget Brother Holly and Brother Holly got the Holy Ghost under my dad. And, and Brother Holly is the one that finally called me right before I had uh, had a man from our the church here to call me and ask me if I would consider being a pastor here. And I told him no. And about two and a half years later, Brother Holly called me. And uh, Brother Holly was sort of a rough guy before he got the Holy Ghost. And he started talking to me made a lot of good sense and so I'll never never be unthankful to him because I needed you and I hope you've needed me I can't tell you how many of you have helped me and I want you to be applauded for that some that's not here tonight. Some that's gone on. But I would do you a great injustice not to preach like this. Because I believe in him. I believe he's coming. I believe you're going to make it. If you hold fast. Faithful. Verse 22. Which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men your homes are going to burn up your cars are going to 
waste away. But your soul is going to live forever somewhere. Pray every day that God don't let your pastor fail. God, whatever you've got to put him through to preach truth, righteousness, peace, and joy. I want you to pray that. Whatever he has to do to me, I've watched the Apostle Paul from prisons. He must have prayed a prayer similar to that. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of flesh. I hope that you will look at that Colossians, the second chapter, at least once a month for two or three months. And let the spirit of this service reach out. Those of you that would like to come to the front and just spend two or three minutes or five or ten, pour out some tears for our city. For some wayward children or wayward family members. Weeping may endure for the night. But joy is coming in the morning. Weep for your children. Weep. Get the tears flowing. Don't just wish it. Weep. This altar's open. Weep for your city. Weep for our backsliders. Weep for those that have gotten cool, lukewarm, no longer passionate. Lukewarm is where you lose the passion for it all.
you can, find somebody and pray with them. If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. Sing it one more time, sweetheart. We're going to shake the gates of hell. We are going to shape the body of Christ. But we're going to shake the gates of hell. Don't you worry. You worship and watch God do the stuff. she sings it one more time would you point your hands toward the pastor and his wife and pray for us and our family I've been in the presence of the king. A sense and level of authority that's come into your life. You're going to be able to chase demons. You are going to do it. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for caring. Thank you for keeping this place alive. Hallelujah. It's God bless. Gonna be worth it all. Amen. It's gonna be worth it all. Uh, it's gonna yeah. be worth it all.